Who broke the fucking door? <laughs> that door's a filthy whore. <laughs> yeah. You're listening to the Nth Cast. This is episode 53. I'm Josh. I'm JD. And we have a special guest with us today. Yes, we do. Unfortunate for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how we want to introduce him. Uh, this is his second appearance on the Nth Cast. You may have heard him on the Christmas special. Which is no longer available. It is no longer available, so yeah. too bad. For you. That you missed out. Yes. Damn it. Mr. Jason, how are you? My parents were about to log on and download it. And uh, Robin's parents, unfortunately, her grandfather won't be downloading it. <laughs> he won't really. It is true. It is true. Is he the spirit of Christmas he past? Is. He is. <laughs> the day of Christmas will forever be forever by him. And, and you lost him. him. Well, how the hell are you? Yeah. I'm doing good, man. How's your 2016 been? Yeah. This uh, is our first show of 2016, isn't it? Wow. Oh, for that. Happy yeah, New Year. That. Happy New Year. Ah, get in there. All right. This uh, leaning glass you got over there, JD, is tripping me the fuck out. <laughs> Keep thinking you're about to spill it. See, I'm an expert drinker. So oh, yeah. <laughs> you, could you got it all handled. Put it in any glass and I can handle <laughs> what it. What are you new? Yeah. I've been what doing this a while. Yeah. Especially yeah. when it's whiskey. I spill no drinks. No seed was spilled. You, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> so what are we doing today? Hateful Eight. Yeah, we saw that. What was your initial impression? Dude, I loved movie? it. Dude, I, and I remember all three of us sitting there watching it, and I feel, I feel like we were the only people in the theater <laughs> enjoying who, it. who enjoyed it correctly, and I felt like we yeah. were getting looks. Uh, we were. Because we were <laughs> laughing at things that maybe normal people felt uncomfortable Probably. laughing at. But, and we were laughing like, Loud. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It was funny. I remember there's one time where something happened and I go, son of a bitch, like super (laughs) loud. And I forgot where I was, but it just kind of struck me as funny. And the people in front of us looked at it and they weren't having it. They gave us this dirty look and I'm like, what? That's, that's how I'm feeling right now. Where do you think you are? Right. I mean, come on. Did you not know what you were in for? This is is eighth film. I feel like if Tarantino was there, he would have, just sat there and enjoyed us enjoying it. I know. Yes, he he asked us out for a beer after. Right. You guys got the movie. You guys got it. <laughs> Thank you. You get it. Absolutely. Speaking of people getting the movies or getting the movie, mm-hmm. I've read a few reviews. Wow, they're so mixed. They are very mixed. There's some that I question whether they actually watched the movie or not. Oh, yeah. I feel like a lot of movie reviews now, people don't watch the movie. Be- they couldn't have. Yeah. Because the, the, you're reading their review and you're like, well, that's not that's not anything that I saw. Did you actually see the movie? Just write a review from the preview. Mm-hmm. Because that's... I, I think they judge the response of people who saw the movie. Sure. Because I think before we went, someone was telling me, I don't know who it was. I didn't pay much attention to it. That's good. They're like, you going to see that? I heard it wasn't that good. And I... I love when someone tells me that because it's a challenge for me to enjoy something more than they can because I know I will. I'll show you. Yeah. Or I'll hate it much more than they could have <laughs> right. ever. That's right. No, Absolutely. You, th- you thought it was kind of bad. This was hot garbage. Right. 
What um, about you? What was your first impression? No, I absolutely, absolutely loved it as well. In fact, this is probably one of my favorite Tarantino uh, films. Sure. Uh, but I love all of his stuff. I will, I will tell on myself, I have not watched all of Inglorious Bastards. Oh, I know I that's that a problem for you. It is. It's always um, been a problem for me. It has. I it, wasn't going to bring it up, but I'm glad <laughs> you did because I feel like you need to get right. Well, I think one of the things that we need to be is transparent. Oh, really? You know, and be held accountable for our actions or lack of action. <sighs> I know. Uh, I've seen that movie upwards of seven times. I love that seven movie. Seven or eight. Yeah. It, Sometimes when I'm bored, I'll just watch the first scene. Just, it makes me wish I was a Jew. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah sure. Wow. Sure. <laughs> it just makes me want to buy a ginormous ivory pipe. Like, May I smoke my pipe as well? And just pull this right. giant like barrel out and smoke it. I have every intention of doing that. Good. It's just. I don't know. I'm kind of weird. I'm kind of that guy that if I don't see something open in weekend, I'm like, meh, I'll just wait for it to come out on DVD or Blu-ray as it were. That has been out. I understand that. But I think (laughs) when that came out, it just kind of hit at a wrong Mm. or a weird time for me. And Mm. so it just, other things took uh, precedent, priority. And I just never, it's like the mail, right? You know, if, if you miss it one day, you miss it for two weeks. Yeah. I get it. It's just, you know, just throw this out. They'll send me more. They'll send me another notice. Well, I don't need to pay this bill. Everybody has a movie like that yeah. where, the, where you're like, oh, like, why have you not seen that I movie? Yeah. So, oh, yeah. So Y'all could probably sit there and list movies. <laughs> and I'd just sit there and apologize. That's okay. Well, we'll I'll only you. Do apologize to a certain point, though. <laughs> I, I don't feel it's a detriment to my overall knowledge of, of Tarantino. Tarantino. If you've seen so, as, as long as you've seen Pulp Fiction, we're cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I'm glad Steven, yes. that dirty old Brit, finally watched it. How so I'm very that? proud of him for finally uh, biting the bullets. Yeah. And, uh, he hadn't seen it? No. Well, he'd, he'd only been watching not. Dragon Ball Super. Just, so. <laughs> that's it. Just on repeat. Just locked away in his room. Uh, but what I like is that it, you know, it was classic Tarantino in the sense that it was dialogue heavy and there was a lot of exposition that didn't feel like exposition, mm-hmm. but I felt like he stretched and did some things differently. Now you read some reviews and they say this is backwards, this is his worst film. Uh, he he's not, he didn't take any chances, and I say bullshit on all of that. He took a lot of chances, uh, and this is it's very different. Um, but uh, I'm a, I'm a Western fan, and yeah. I love westerns. Uh, so this was right up my alley and there was so many things about this to, to like, um, you know, I, I, I just think it's going to be hard to cram everything in the conversation because a, we've only seen it once yeah, and I want to see it again. I came out of that immediately wanting to see it again to capture or catch all the things that I didn't see on the first viewing. Right. And there's only a few movies I've seen this year where that's true. Yeah, that's it's been well, rare yeah. because we've seen so many movies this year. This is one of the people like I really just want to see it. Again. There's there's so much to process, and I I appreciate his pacing mm-hmm. with uh, the intermissions. Yes, because it lets you for a second in the film, which doesn't happen much with right. a lot of movies. You can just take a breather and look back and say what. Yeah. The hell just you can digest a little bit. And Someone then you lost see, a face, and I don't know why. <laughs> you, you see the title, and you're like, okay, okay, I, I can see that. It I can sets see you up. Going. Yeah. And he even brought in narration uh, after that one scene, which felt at first felt unnatural, but then made sense. It did make sense. And I think a lot of that had to do with 
the we saw the version that was a little bit shorter than the roadshow version. Mm-hmm. I, I'd love to see the roadshow version just to compare what the differences are. But from what I understand, the intermission happened right before that. So oh. I felt like that was a mechanism for to kind of recap and draw people back in. Right. You've gotten up, you've stretched, you've gone to the bathroom, you've maybe got some candy and popcorn as the little cartoon suggests you should do. What's or, the what's the alcohol. time difference of the roadshow? I think the road show was three hours and seven minutes, and the version that we saw was roughly two hours and forty seven minutes. Right. Oh, it was okay. about half an hour shorter, right? Wow. Twenty minutes shorter. Yeah. Sorry. So I'm not I'm not entirely sure what would have been cut. Yeah. Um, I am interested to see what that is, mm-hmm. but I wonder if that'll be on the release. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. So obviously this won't be spoiler free. We never do anything spoiler free, but it's pointless. I really f- don't feel like this is a movie that can be spoiled. It just can be experienced. Yes. And I, what I mean by that is if you weren't, I don't think there's anything that you couldn't be figuring out as a movie. It didn't, it didn't, the mystery part of it didn't keep things too much of a secret and you could kind of after a while figure out what was going on and what was going to happen but just little pieces but little pieces you couldn't there was no until the big reveal you, nobody i don't think anybody really had the whole thing figured out right well but his, his name was in the beginning credits so sure. so you knew he was yeah, going to show yeah. up at some point that, yeah and cuz you knew he was in the movie for right. sure but you to did. be honest, I really just thought it was going to be a stupid cameo. Oh. I thought it was going to be like, whatever. Well, like, He's here now. <laughs> based off the setup, they're frozen into this cabin. Where did you think he was going to come from? Right. Like exactly. he was just going to be walking through the snow. Like, hey, what's up, yeah. guy? Now, was this was this Channing Tatum's best performance? I mean, Magic Mike. For <laughs> sure. Really? I've never seen Magic Mike. Really? Uh, G.I. Joe, though. No, no, I think it was his best performance. <laughs> I've never, I, I actually like Channing Tatum. Yeah. I think he's grown a lot ever since Step Up 2. You know, oh my God. He's, yeah. he's been, uh, he's been, aren't we doing a Step Up uh, retrospective? If we don't, they've made how many of those? Like three or four? 40, I think. A bunch. I think y'all shouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> you won't be a part of that, is what you're saying. Whatever reputation you have. But I've, I've always thought he was a good actor. Honestly, okay, and um, I, I mean, he, I think we'll get. He's a mail. potential. I think actor. you're gonna get mail on that. That's one, totally but that's fine. okay. That's I think fine. he's a potential actor. Sure. I mean, he's never you been bad. Like, oh, he could be. Good. He's never been bad. Uh, untrained, but he's he. I think he had the raw ability, and I think this was maybe his best performance for sure. Well, I think untrained is actually a, a great word because wasn't he a model? He, he was also a male exotic dancer. Yeah. He was okay. Hence the magic mic. Oh. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. His best performance. It's like Eminem in 8 Mile. Magic Mike is right. Channing Tatum in Magic Mike. Imagine what Channing Tatum is thinking right now after being in, you know, a Tarantino film and not being stuck to the teenage heartthrob mm-hmm. role. You this know? That's true. Or that's got to be a huge Nicholas relief. Sparks film. <laughs> right. That's got to be a huge relief. In my mind, like, he could have been stuck in that heartthrob for whatever yeah, yeah and i think it's a break for him because once you get into tarantino film i feel like you've reached a new level and yeah, I, that may just agree be with that that may just be me saying that because tarantino works with a lot of the same people as we see by the cast in this he, film he does and one of one of the things that he regularly does is bring people back from relative obscurity sure he did that with john travolta and where exactly 
Uh, and where where has Jennifer Jason Lee been? I don't even know. Well, she was a mom, right? Didn't she decide to be well? She decided to quit acting for a while. And Tarantino, yeah. I saw an interview with her, and she's like, "Tarantino's the one who really restored my love of acting, and I'm really grateful." For That's him awesome. Doing it. Yeah, That's cool. Now you know he uh, she wasn't the first choice. I didn't know that. Who Jen- was Jennifer Lawrence? I don't oh, think wow. that would have worked. No, I don't think. I mean, because she did that Winter's Bone, where she was kind of a dirty hillbilly kind of a role, kind of like this. But I don't think she could have pulled it off the same. I don't Dude, think she was. Jennifer Jason Lee was repulsive. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was well, really good. Well, yeah, that scene where she gets it hit in the you, mouth yeah. and she's bleeding, and she's just looking at him like, oh, oh, yeah. and then later on when she gets her teeth knocked out, and she's yeah. like, oh. mm. Mm. I mean, I do that to creep people out. I'll just lick my lips Nightmare at you real fuel. slow. You do. You you like to tongue the microphone too. I do, and I don't understand. It's because I'm lonely. It's kinky around here. Why I can't be the microphone? Well, you, but, you haven't played your cards right. No, you you got to put one of these little foam things on top of it. <laughs> Let me just say, <laughs> open for business. I do a red one like a clown. Oh, the murder palace is kinkier than the end castle. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's because there's more room. You can explore the space. We didn't tell people that oh, we they're were coming were... live from the murder palace. Live from the murder palace. But I think they figured that out. Yeah, I think they. It's could a tell. whole different vibe. <laughs> it it's is a whole different mood. The whiskey I have here is different. Yes, those guys seem more on edge. <laughs> <laughs> they seem like they're looking over their shoulder and they're trying to get out. The you'll hear a knock. Whiskey here is. Spiked with a side of roofie. That's right. (laughs) It's good I haven't been sleeping much. (laughs) Good. (laughs) You're welcome. You're not going to want to wake up. (laughs) I'll bake you a cake. And do you have clean towels? Nope. No clean towels? We've talked about this. I don't clean the booth. (laughs) I don't clean the booth. So, yeah, that would have been weird for Jennifer Lawrence to be in this. Uh, So they went with someone that I I think it was right for them to go with someone a little bit older Mm -hmm. uh, that that has a little bit more life on her because that character I felt needed that. And that was one of the things that uh, it was weird. Okay, so we'll just we'll just say it. There's a lot of violence towards women. Well, a woman. Yeah. How do them bells sound, bitch? And but. You know, there's been a lot of talk about how it's misogynist and and it's just – it's ridiculous to me because there's nothing – Daisy was not an object of desire. For anyone. For anyone. And she was – Maybe Channing. Maybe Channing Tatum. uh, She also wasn't a damsel. In distress. Oh no, absolutely not. She was a hard ass. She she murdered people. That's why she was a mean bitch. Yeah. Yeah. She was a mean bastard that needed to be hung. Yeah, you gotta hang him. And uh, now I obviously, <laughs> I, gonna you know, so for me, it's like we shouldn't be okay with any kind of violence toward anyone. Agreed. Sure, but I didn't feel like it was out of place, and I wouldn't say that I enjoyed it. It made me uncomfortable, but just because. It wasn't violence for violence sakes. No, it's not like they were hitting not. a woman just to show, hey, we're going right. to be edgy and hit yeah, women. Yeah. I think right. it all it was purposeful and it fit with the story and it fit with the characters in the movie. So, I mean, I get why people would be uncomfortable. With, I think the point was to make you uncomfortable. Absolutely. And I think what made me uncomfortable is the fact that, yeah, she winced, but she took it like a man. Right. If you could say that, right? So yeah, she took it better like, than I would have. Yeah. She's, she's like, okay. It's kind of like, yeah. Go ahead, because yeah. you're. I'm gonna kill your ass. Your ass is gonna die. Yeah, so she knew it was coming. She knew it was coming. She knew it was coming. So I, I don't know if it's bad that all my standout moments involved her getting the shit kicked out of her. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> by old, maybe by our friend old John Ruth. 
putting an elbow to her face. That was, I love that scene though. I like the different settings too, that where they had the dialogue, like in the carriage was a great, I love the way they filmed the dialogue. Yeah. The, like the different tableaus. Yeah. Because it was moving and they were all kind of rocking along with it. And I was like, how long did they have to ride in this horse drawn carriage, rocking back and forth and side to side talking? But it was, it was awesome because they all had their coats on and the snow outside. And then the way they, sh- they shot it, like it would be a window with the snow outside and they'd be right on their face and it'd be dark. And then they'd go back out and there'd be some light. The blocking was ridiculous. Oh my in gosh. This movie. And yeah. it has to be when you're filming in 70, 70 millimeter. And sure. a lot of people say, well, it was wasted. No. Because they're, they were inside a stagecoach and then they're inside this cabin. I'm like, what, Mm-mm. what the, what? What? It's it's did nobody watch Still the same captured, movie I yeah. watched because the, that, and that's why I want to see it again because it's like what did I miss you know the the, the screen isn't wider it's just the aspect is greater right, and so yeah. you actually get to see more things and so you can actually you you're listening to someone talk but you could be watching this character over here doing something and it's like I want to go back and see what did I miss the right. little hints yeah. and the little clues. Well, because there's something very specific that happens at the end of it, and I guess I won't get there yet. We'll travel a little further down. But I was thinking to myself, could I have seen it happen in the background and just not noticed it? Yeah. Because I feel like the angle that they were filming in showed it. I don't know. My mind was like, sure. surely I missed it. I, I don't know. I should have been That was one of my favorite things. They did such a great job. Like every now and then I would watch the background because you focus so much on the main characters, right. but all the background actors stayed in character the whole time, acted the whole time. And it didn't seem fake, like extras talking in the background, like, oh, they're pretending to talk on their cell phone on their hand and shit like that. They were actually acting and staying in store in character the mm-hmm. whole time. And it was, it was very well done. It was, it made me appreciate the, the, the process that they went through even more because those people were committed to their character, even when they knew they weren't the foreground mm-hmm. because the they way had that, to. the way it was shot, they knew that they, they were had to be viewed. I'm in the shot. Yeah. Whether I'm the focus or not. It was awesome. That. Yeah. It was so Absolutely. Good. So different from anything. And that is, that's the thing that struck me is this is so different from any movie I've seen this year, from mm-hmm. any movie I've seen in, in a, a while. while. Yeah. And we need that. I think that's important. We get so much crap just churned out and we're, you know, it's marketed to you. Go consume this. Mm -hmm. You're going to love this. This is what you want to watch. This is what we're going to give you. You're going to love it. No. It's intellectual entertainment. Yeah. It's, it's not a film that just makes you think, although it does make you think it's entertaining while you, but I think to understand it and to enjoy it the way you should, you have to put a little bit of thought into it, which is different. And which is why I think a lot of people didn't like it. To me, it's like a visual palate cleanser. Sure. Mm-hmm. You, you've seen so much and you've taken so much content throughout the year. I think it's awesome that it came right at the end of the year. And it was just like, let's refresh. What a great way to refresh, cap off. Refresh the yeah, way you 2015. Yeah, yeah. That's a great point. I yeah. like that. And I think from the opening segment of oh the movie, so you, good. I, I, th- I thought that was brilliant. Right. Got because you've got, this, you've got this slow pull back from this snow covered cross with Jesus hanging on it. And you've got, and the music, the music, so the music in this movie, the score for this movie. Music in Tarantino is always, I love the music. Absolutely. But I would go so far as to say that this was a Western with mystery elements thrown in Mm -hmm. that had a horror movie score. Yeah. 
Dude, that's perfect. Because I was just thinking it had so much of like this. I'm playing a game of Clue. There's mm-hmm. a mystery going on. Who done it? Yeah, it was almost <laughs> like watching Clue the movie, which yeah. is a great movie. Right. Yeah. But with a Western. I watched that with drop. the old Brit fella. Dude, that's such a good movie. <laughs> that's my brother's favorite movie. I love my brother. I think that's weird to be your favorite movie because once you've seen it, you know, 12 right. times, you it's, kinda, it. it's kind of ruined. Well, when it originally came out, didn't they have multiple endings? Oh, yeah. 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 Now, is that all? I've never seen Clue. <gasps> so, I know. Oh, I'm a horrible person. That's okay. We'll forgive you. I, I feel a future episode coming on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you've seen all of Inglorious Bastards, right? No. We're gonna, <laughs> so you haven't. Are we going to do this so, now? Strike two. <laughs> well, let's find another one. I'm, wow. I'm the new guy. Well, I'll, I'll back away. Have you seen <laughs> The Force Awakens? I'm, God. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe a couple of times. Jeez. Oh, man. Wow. No, but I mean. The, I've seen so many movies and probably forgotten them than either of y'all have seen together. That's. that's I can almost I've say I've seen shit fact. that I haven't. I, no one should okay. look at. Right. Two girls, one cup doesn't count. Okay? <laughs> doesn't count. It's not a film. But it was so moving. Shut it. What was yeah. the sequel? What was the sequel? <laughs> two girls, two cups. Oh, good. Yeah. It's not as exciting. It's not as exciting yeah. because the swap there's is no, not the same. Doesn't there's have no the, risk factor. Can we please stop? <laughs> doesn't have the same. Please stop. Doesn't have the same panache. No, I'm done. I'm done with that. I'm done with that. You started short. it. I didn't you started start it. it. <laughs> I regret it instantly. All right. So don't Google that. If you have never seen it, please don't Google it. Who oh my hasn't God. seen that besides uh, my children? Have you seen it? I know of it. Okay, I see, have, don't Google it. Don't do that. Don't. Let me you bask can't. in my purity, <laughs> you heathens. <laughs> oh, we, we are are well, the rays too bright? Are the rays too bright? Okay, if, any, if anything, we're self-aware of our hedonism. <laughs> yes. Everyone else we're going is too. To, we're going to that this year, right? As long as we go in the naked pool. Ooh, Ooh yeah. <laughs> so let's let's talk. About the performances, because I think there was some amazing performances, understated performances. I think things that aren't going to be appreciated uh, immediately, and it may be years from now before people start talking about some of the performances and maybe the movie overall. I think it's going to take a while for people to kind of let it sink in and appreciate it for what it is. So what were your favorite performances uh, from this movie. Go ahead, Jason. Yeah, I was, uh, I was thinking about that ahead of time and you kind of hit it whenever you were talking about it being a Western to me, Kurt Russell, he, I'm a huge fan of John Wayne. Always have been Mm -hmm. grew up with it. My grandpa was really into it. Mm. I've probably seen every John Wayne movie. He had that like John Wayne esque, like slurry cowboy who, is going to handle his own shit. He's an honorable man to a certain extent in his mind. Yeah. 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 In his mind, you know, he's, he lives by a code and he's true to his code and he is true to his code. That's right. And to me that like he, he encompassed what a Western was to me, Mm. you know, his character, the way he walked, the way he drug, uh, old Daisy behind on the chain Mm. and the way he handled her, like, eating the meal, throwing soup in her face. It was so like, I mean, you remember like McClintock and sure. stuff like that with John Wayne, the way he used to discipline women, which is so yeah. wrong to think about to me. But I mean, it, he just had this like weird, like this is going to sound gay, this weird masculinity. <laughs> that was so, 
mm. intrigued by kind it. Of, the kind way, of a man's man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you, Kurt Russell was your yeah, favorite? Yeah, Kurt Russell, he killed it for me. I love Samuel L. Jackson, but... I thought he did great. There's a this, lot of things I love. I was surprised by Samuel L. Jackson's performance, honestly, because I, that? I feel like he is kind of the same in every movie. No offense, because <laughs> he plays sense. a great This char- is the way I talk. Right. <laughs> I'm tired of these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane because I'm a badass motherfucker. You know, yeah. that's that Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. yeah. And so um, this was different. I was expecting Pulp Fiction, and it's not what I got. Hmm. And I was very pleased with Why it. Why do you think it was different? Just like what? Sit well, down. I don't know. He he was a little more calm, a little more patient. And of course, he had the the slow build up until the he exploded. But he he seemed kind of calm and reserved. Yeah. Almost, it's more thought out than mm-hmm. he is in his other roles. In his other roles, he's kind of a hot. I'm gonna snap at any second. Kind of a deal. Totally agree. Well, he yeah. definitely exhibited some elements of well Sherlock Holmes. Sure, he and figured it out. He, he knew. Yeah. He, well, he, he was always he was always looking. He he. It's like he was paying attention all the time. Mm-hmm. His character as a bounty hunter and as some as a a black escaped slave, not not that slave, but someone that the South hated and that yeah. other people hated, and that had a huge bounty on his head. And so he was always looking behind him. You know, thirty thousand dollars back in those days—that's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. And so he always had people coming to find him to kill him just so they could get the money. So he was well self aware and. Always attentive to his surroundings, and I, that was different for for me for him. And I really liked his performance a lot. I, I think he was the smartest character in the movie, truly by far, and the most cautious. Sure, like you know, Kurt Russell is John Ruth. He he's like I'm indestructible. I don't give a shit. Right. Well, you know? he he, John Ruth viewed the world as it ought to be, and has sure. and in tried Took to, everything at face value. Yes, and tried to ascribe everyone to his set of values. And when you did not fit into his set of values, he questioned your motives and let me have your gun. Yeah. I can't trust you because I don't, I, you, you don't fit into what I believe the way I believe the world works. Whereas I think someone like, um, Marcus, uh, Samuel Jackson's character, Marcus Warren, major, major Warren, major Marcus Warren. I think he understood that the world was, a son of a bitch. Sure. And that things rarely go the way that you want them to go. And I think a lot of that is evidence in the fact that he wrote the letter. Right. He faked oh, the yeah. letter because he's like, you know, the letter's what got him on the stage. Coach. Right. He's and like, if that wouldn't happen, I'd be dead. Right. And yeah, he's like, you saved my life. But the only reason you saved my life is because I have this letter that That's I right. wrote supposedly from Abraham Lincoln, but it's not, it's not, yeah. it's, it's not. to disarm you white people. Because I was even- when you see me, you know, Right, exactly. I was even thinking, what if the roles were reversed and Major Marcus Warren was in the stagecoach mm-hmm. and John Ruth was trying to get into it? Would he have the same no level of mercy, or would he even think of hearing him out? I don't think so. No, I don't. I think, think so that either. John Ruth had a little bit of, even though he is my favorite character, a little bit of ignorance. Well, that and I think. As evidenced by the fact that he's the hangman. He's like, yeah, that's I, right. wa- I want to watch these people hang. Right. He Justice. 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 Justice is important. Justice and fairness yeah. is important to yeah. him. And, and other people are like, no, no, no. I'm going to do what I need to do to get ahead. Right? Well, there, was a, me. there was that whole exchange. He's like, you know, it, it, no one said that's going to be easy. 
well, no one said it needs to be this hard either right. because <laughs> Daisy yeah. was worth just as much dead. Yeah. But as we said, mean bastards need to hang. Yeah. Right. And so because of this sense of justice, that was John Ruth's undoing mm-hmm. because I felt like if you weren't perceived to be a mean bastard in his book, he was more apt to be lenient sure. and show right. you mercy. And that's why Warren got into the stagecoach. That's why Mannix got into the stagecoach. And that was ultimately Ruth's undoing mm-hmm. was yeah. the way that he viewed the world. I agree. Yeah. Uh, my favorite character though was probably Tim Roth. As Oswaldo oh. Mowbray. I just loved what? that. First of all, amazing actor. Oh, he's so good. I, I, oh man, one of my favorite performances is his performance in Reservoir Dogs. Mm-hmm. That is such a strong performance. And, but Tim Roth, I watched Tim Roth in anything. But my favorite thing was when he transformed from the one, what was his, the little he, man. He essentially yeah. played two characters. He did, yeah. and he played them both so well. But as Oswaldo Mobra, he said, he had that cheeky British, like, oh, <laughs> That's yes, right. I'm, I'm the hangman And so he, he had to have worked out that backstory. So good. Yeah. For yeah, that character. Great. Yeah. And that, the forethought for this gang member, what, what you would think the rest of them were just, I wouldn't say common criminals, mm-hmm. but the intelligence that he would have had to to build up that story and really have that monologue ready to go. That's quite brilliant. He was the only one that I didn't think was a member of the gang mm-hmm. before I the agree, reveal. Yeah. He was he was the only one because I was like, he did that so He's too smart. He did that so good. It was so good. I loved that. And he was entertaining and he was funny, but he was like like the annoying British person that you, you're not sure if you like him, you're not sure if you don't, but just that's well, kind of how you imagine British people being. Yeah, and it's cool because in that day, that time, you know, he had honestly the best cover up. Oh yeah, <laughs> which is being I'm the British guy. You don't know anything about me. Right. How many British guys have you met? Right. We're all like, trustworthy. <laughs> yeah. And the laugh he had, he's like, oh. <laughs> it's just so good. I loved it. Oh, so that was my favorite character. I mean, it was always kind of a bit role, but. I don't know that there's any really bit roles in this movie. No, I, I, I think there might have been characters where you felt like, man, I wish they'd kind of given them more, but sure. Madsen, I thought, I think they should have given yeah, more. Yeah. But Madsen's Madsen. And, I mean, and, he's, he's got that talk. He you know? does. I and just, this is the way I talk. And this is who I am. And he just kind of chews up the scenery, but I've loved him. Again, I'll go back to Reservoir Dogs. I've loved him since then. I remember that's one of the first things I saw him in. And this that torture scene with him and that cop mm-hmm. and that uh, stuck here in the middle with you playing in the background and he's yep. just oh god you've seen Kill Bill right oh absolutely okay him and Kill he's my favorite character in Kill Bill okay easily my favorite okay. character in Kill Bill because he's he's the one that's self aware he's like yeah uh, we deserve to die after we had treated that bitch you know it's just right. he's like yeah I know this is way but I thought he was good in this movie but I wish that we'd had a little more. Yeah, He's the fair. only one that's that I fair. felt like we needed more of. I think with the subsequent viewings that may that will either push us into, yeah, we I wish we'd have had definitely had more of that, or it may be like, oh no, what they got was adequate and makes sense yep. for the movie. So sure. I, I like I like where he was. Honestly, okay. I mean, I think if he would have had more lines, it would have taken away some of the mystery to me. 
Okay, because he was supposed to be, he was the one that you thought right. the whole time was a bad guy. Right. right. And I think maybe that's why they put him in the in, in, in that the background and, that, yeah. and then put him in the corner. Because even... Uh, what, because you heard him before you saw him. Yeah, even Mannix was like... Uh, Close the door. Close the door. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. It's cold outside. <laughs> even uh, Walt was like, yeah, I, the ugliest one is the one I think is guilty. And yeah. that's you, motherfucker. You right, right there. Yeah, he that's worked right. well as a decoy to me. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, he's definitely bad. Yeah. But then, yeah, like you, I thought, well, um, who was it? Matson. Yeah. I was like... Yeah, he's no, probably good. He's, he's probably all right. He's he's just uh he's just a cheeky British he's just the executioner that happened to be deal. stuck here. This happy British executioner. I really liked Walton Goggins. I thought him playing Mannix was fantastic, and I know a lot of people probably don't like his drawl or his depiction of a fine Southern gentleman. <laughs> he may have overdone it, but I think that was the point. I've liked him ever since he was on Justified. I really liked the yeah. show Justified. And so it just kind of felt like his character kind of being transferred over to this. I, I I think out of all the characters, his is the one that actually changed. Sure, because absolutely. We right. go from this hardcore racism, mm-hmm. and I'm very proud of us. Good job, right. guys, for yeah. not being yeah. racist. I appreciate it. Uh, we we <laughs> had very a, easily we had a meeting before. We did. We like, uh, well, none of us are racist. That's so, right. But it's a hard. It, There's certain things we cannot say or right. we'll have to. Start all over That's again, right. and then we'll, we'll, we'll no, it, no. Josh isn't going to cut it out. <laughs> We're going to have to start over. over. We could be forty-five <laughs> minutes in, right. and you fuck this up. Right. We got to start over. Right. Bleeps here. Yeah. So you see how that works? Yeah. Nobody's messing up no. because nobody because wants to of start the implication, over. Right? <laughs> we cannot have these. Right. <laughs> but, but you know what? That's what. Hey, implications. If implications is what it takes to not be racist, then so be it. Sure. sure. No, he did change the most because he started off super racist, but in the end, it was him and Major Warren versus everybody else. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And that's okay it is because okay. that's who you want to team up with because that's the only motherfucker left that wasn't that didn't try to kill you. That's that badass motherfucker <laughs> yeah. too. And that dude, whoo, quick whoo. on the draw. He was quick on the draw. Yeah. Uh. You need to throw up your gun. Okay. You need to throw up. He's got another gun. Right. Throw up your other gun. <laughs> I, I don't got have, another gun. Well, you better shit out another gun. <laughs> throw up another gun. Oh, See, I told you he had another gun. <laughs> what did you think of that scene with him and Bruce Dern? That was a great scene. So, first of all, I would like to throw this out there okay. that I don't think he made the general son second. <laughs> oh, of course not. Okay. Of course not. But that doesn't make him any much dingus. Any, say it correctly. <laughs> dingus. 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 <laughs> Suck <black>. my dingus. <laughs> and it was full of blood. <laughs> but I think that's so inconsequential to that scene. Sure. The scene was, he's a mean son of a bitch to get that old man's ire up. Oh, well, yeah. that old man, that, he, the war crimes the, that the, he committed. The, the racist of all racists. I mean- in today's day and age, if you'd have done that, you'd have been convicted of so oh, many yeah. war crimes. Oh, absolutely. It's just inhumanity. Absolutely. We didn't have the way to transport, so we shot every one of them. Well, yeah. you know what? You kind of deserve <laughs> what you got. Yeah. But he brought him a bowl of stool. Stool. Excuse stool. me. <laughs> well, I mean, he pulled up a stool and brought him a bowl of stool. He brought him a bowl of stool. You know, he shit in the bowl. <laughs> well, he's an old man. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, he can't chew his food. It's got to It's got to be free. Pro- it's, like, it's like bird feeding. Brought him the stew. Ooh. 
and then set down the gun. As soon as he set down the gun, I was like, you shit oh, yeah. is about to go down. And then he goes into his story, and I believe him. I believe that he killed the general's son. I do too. Absolutely, because I believe that the general's son was trying to kill him first. But what a masterful story to weave. I do think he made him walk naked. Oh, I'm sure, sure he did. Oh, yeah. But then he was like, oh, he hasn't taken the bait yet. Right. Oh, what's worse? Oh, he had to suck my dick, man. <laughs> Would you do that? Shit, no. <laughs> I, 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 see, that's Fuck the thing. That. I, I, no. Me. Exactly. Like in American History X, where he's like, put your fucking mouth on the curb. I'm like, no. 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 Excuse me, motherfucker. Just shoot me. <laughs> I'm not putting my mouth on the curb. So you could shoot me. You can sell my head in now. I'm not biting this curb. It's just not happening. I, because I think of people fail to realize that if you're cold, you start to become numb. I mean, like, you're not going to give me a blanket? Fuck it. I'm just going to go lay down. If you're not going to shoot me, I'm just going to go lay down because I'm going to stop, stop feeling. Yeah. I'm going to pass I'm just, out. And I'm just going to go to sleep yeah. and, I'm and not never going wake up. up. Yeah. So why do I need to go through the indignity? No. I'm just going to go lay over yeah. there. So there was nudity in this movie. Oh, you're welcome. Oh. You're welcome. It's full frontal. Yeah. Oh, love yeah. it. Yeah. That dude wasn't that cold. Just no. <laughs> <laughs> Took a dip in a yeah. hot spring before he <laughs> right. shot that scene. Woo! <laughs> That's fake snow. That's fake snow. <laughs> great, but that was a great story. I love that scene and that story because he was just trying to draw that general out for yeah. a multi, several reasons, I believe, because he knew that he had taken out his son. And if that ever came to light, He'd be he in trouble. He'd be in trouble. Yeah. But then he was also still trying to figure out who were the good guys and who were the bad guys. Who were the bad guys in that right. room and what a what a good way. Uh and but doing that by making sure I mean he was goading him. He was goading him into Shit, it. yeah, he was. And it, I, he wanted I, to kill him. Yeah. As soon as he it. figured out who it was, he was like, I want to kill this motherfucker. That's right. I think he was still a little convinced that there was, you know, obviously the sheriff was there, but that there was an executioner and he wanted it to be self-defense. Yeah. Absolutely. So he was just, yeah, like you said, uh, I along. got witnesses. He pulled first. Right. You drew, he drew, he skinned his smoke wagon first. Right. <laughs> Damn it. Right. I said, Great. throw down, boy. Were there anybody who threw you, who you felt like didn't fit, didn't do a good job? Hmm. Honestly. Honestly? Yeah. No. Me either. No. I thought the casting on this was, was per, well, Perfect Maybe I shouldn't is, say perfect. Perfect is always a strong word. I thought it was great, but I think that's one of Tarantino's strong suits because I believe that he writes most of his screenplays and characters with a particular actor in mind. Right. And, and I he think the only alters one, it. Yes. And I think he didn't do that for Jennifer, Jennifer Jason Lee's character of Daisy. Uh, I think that's the only one he didn't do it for. Uh, but uh, no, I think the ca- I thought the casting was great. There great. was a moment at the beginning where all of us at the same time said, "Channing Tatum." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? <laughs> I didn't even realize Ooh. he was in this. Mm. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, I guess we'll see how this right. how this pans out. Yeah. And it was fine. It was fine. It was fine. Yeah, I think it was and good. even knowing that. Uh, we were our asses were so numb by the time he showed up. You're like, oh shit, yeah, he's in this. Yes. I'm so I glad forgot. I got. Up, I'm so glad I got up to go to the bathroom when I did. Man. Well, you got to, like you said, you got to know. Yeah. If this follows the logic of any other Tarantino film, I better go ahead during this second act. Right. right. Go ahead and get drain up, the old lizard. Get up out of here. 
Oh God, I was in so much pain. Uh, it hurt to walk. I was going I tried, down those steps. I was, tried really hard to not punch you in the stump, but I oh wanted God. to so bad. And then those people, those people wouldn't get out of my way. I know. They're just, they're just. You were trying to part uh, the seat. Yeah, it's like, please, I'm going to piss on all y'all. <laughs> yes. no, okay, R. Kelly, this, give it a, give it a rest. Piss on you, why? <laughs> I'll piss on you, why? <laughs> we're going to see that again. Okay. What about like your favorite scene? Did you have a favorite, favorite scene? scene. Hmm. I did. I can go first if you need me to. Oh, I wish you okay. would. In in the stagecoach, when mm. Ruth is talking to Warren and he's like, so you have the Lincoln letter on you. Mm-hmm. Can I see it? Mm-hmm. Uh, you're right. I don't like to take it out of the envelope. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And he gives it to him and he reads it. And he's like, oh, old Mary Todd's calling. That, that, that part just gets, gets me to every me. time. And then Jennifer Jason Lee spits on it. <laughs> Samuel Jackson punches her in the face and she falls out of the <laughs> falls out of the, yeah. the carriage and, and drags and, old Ruth with her. And John Ruth goes, son of a bitch. <laughs> and he just falls out of the carriage too. No. That oh, cracked my cracked me up. I was like, oh, this is gonna be good. Oh god, you know that would hurt. Oh, he's like, you, Oh, you almost broke my fucking arm off. <laughs> bitch. If you ruin that letter, I'm gonna sit here and watch him kill you and laugh. Right. I yeah, love I that, that he wasn't that was pissed great. at Warren. He was, no, like, he was no, like, you, you son of a bitch. bitch. What are you doing <laughs> spitting on this letter from Abraham Lincoln? Yeah. Fuck you. If he kills you, that's fine. Yeah. I love that. Scene. That was a great scene. That was a great scene. I, you know, I think it didn't have a lot to do with the movie, but for whatever, for the overall plot, but for whatever reason, when Obi came back in <laughs> after he'd been out Crack there. Crack me up, dude. <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> I ain't going out there ever again. I almost died. <laughs> and he Son wraps, of up, bitch. wraps up in that bear blanket and just lays down by the fire. You want something to eat, Obi? That was so. No. Goggins no. is like, lay here, Obi. Are you okay? I'll be fine. <laughs> Do you want some stew? <laughs> Maybe no. in a minute. Maybe in a minute. <laughs> You just need to lay poor, here for a poor second. Poor OB. But anything really to do with that door killed me because oh my God. it was too. It's so brilliant. Because it was, you know, every, every time there someone could, you got to kick it in. People would yell, you got to kick it in. You got to kick it. It was like in chorus. It's like, you got to nail it shut. It's right. the, the lock's yeah, broken. Two boards. You got to use two boards. Two boards. That door's a son of a gun. Yeah. Oh, that's, who broke the fucking door? <laughs> that door's a filthy whore. Yeah, that was so good. Man, that door's a whore. <laughs> I love that. That, so was, good. that was a nice touch. And then we learn, we find out later why the yeah, latch yeah, on that yeah. was broken. What about you, Jason? Do you have a favorite scene? Uh, I had a culmination of scenes. Oh, okay. So, um, so you're going to be a topper. I mean, I already said. Topper. We got a no, topper. No, no, it's, it's not like that at all. Uh, I already Lies. said that I really enjoy John Ruth, sure. um, his character. And I think, so in my notes, I put down, I loved how he handled took notes. Daisy. Yeah, oh, yeah. Wait, I took notes, too. I oh, love it. Fuck. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, fuck. I love how everything he does involves her. So any amount of, of pain he he pours out, it involves her. Sure. Any amount of smack talking that she puts out, she's going to pay for it. Mm-hmm. And I love that. And I want to be very clear. I don't like the idea of beating women <laughs> because I'm disclaimer. married to one. That, Discla- That's a good disclaimer to put yeah, out there. Hashtag I, I don't, don't beat women. I didn't find joy in the fact that a woman was being beaten. I loved their exchange. It had like a very like 
Three Stooges vibe to me. It like, was almost like they were the honeymooners, like they were the an old, old, old married couple, right? Yeah, like you know, she was definitely the the ball and chain, right? Like almost literally, and so it's like he hated her, but he had to take care of her. Yeah, too, ten thousand dollars to a degree because that was his meal ticket. Ten thousand, and I think to stay away from the idea that oh yeah, beating women was a cool part of the movie. <laughs> you, you can't forget how ruthless of a person she was oh yeah oh god she was yeah. gonna she was gonna take over the gang she was the oh, next yeah. up and so yeah the fact that all the way until the very end his last dying wish was to throw up the very blood he was coughing on her face. her face that was so good oh, that was so cool it felt very family guy i don't want to i don't want to <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome you guys want some clam chowder <laughs> I f- she got so much shit on her face. Oh, like so she just had shit on her face all the time. Yeah. Bile and, and blood and gray matter. And part, and of her, just, part of her brother's face. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was a, you know, it was very chilling in retrospect if you think about how they're talking about how one of them is in cahoots with her. Yeah. Or more. Or one or, one and or she more. sits there and she goes, He's right. He's right. I'm working with all of them. Yeah. Oh, so good. And then we're going to kill all, all of you motherfuckers. And the way she said that, and then come to find out, she was, she she was wasn't factual. lying. Yeah. That was great. But she is ruthless, heartless. Mm-hmm. And she had what was coming to her. She did, And I loved, that's one thing I loved about Marcus Warren. Because Goggins is like, hey, let's go ahead and shoot her. And he's like, no, 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 no. no. Right. No. John Ruth is the hangman. If he right. catch you, yeah, that's you gonna hang. Yeah, she's his. So what a what what an interesting in a movie like this. What an interesting picture of what I would call loyalty and respect. Well, I think he knew he was gonna die. Sure, they both knew they were gonna die, and they're like, you know, we're gonna die. We have no control over that. But a bullet was too good. Right, for right. Her. absolutely. And that's what he said. He's like, what we're gonna die. Line? We what we're gonna die. Line? We have no say in that. But we do have a say in how she goes. Mm-hmm. And John Ruth, the last thing he did Risked his life. He saved your life. Yeah. Yeah. So to respect him and who he was as the hangman, we're going to hang this bitch. And the hang when her, the hangman's got you. That's right. going to hang. And hang her they did. I'm still not sure how those two broke-ass people. You got to hang mean bastards. Man. As hurt <laughs> as they were, got that over that rafter. And still was able to hoist her right. up. That that I mean, I'm willing to suspend my disbelief, but I knew adrenaline's that adrenaline's pumping, man. I had How to much be. would you do if <laughs> your balls had been severed by a bullet? Well, I think I'm gonna die. <laughs> I think I'm gonna die. I mean, I'd choose bleed out, sir. <laughs> How do you feel? I don't give a shit. I'm just kidding. Well, it, when he was <laughs> when he was laying in that bed, and she. Uh, starts a whacking old Ruth's uh, arm off so she could get oh, to that yeah. to that gun. I thought maybe he would make a move, but he didn't move <laughs> because clearly he could uh, not. Have you ever had your nut shut off? Well, yeah, it probably don't feel good. No, I'm a think. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking you're right. I'm thinking I'm not gonna be too spry. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> oh, just getting hitting him is uncomfortable. Oh yeah. But getting him shot off, was gone. I mean, he had his finger in the hole. (laughs) He's like, I'm gonna bleed out. I gotta keep this finger here. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. dude. But I, I loved it. It was so good. And and, I mean, I know at the beginning of 2016, when you do a retrospective of your favorite movie, 2015, I'd like to Mm. see it again. 
Um, but I, it's, it's up there. It's top. It's right now. It's in my top two for sure. 2015. Now the, the only thing that makes me hesitate is we've not seen the revenant and right. I, I'm hesitant to say without seeing that, that it's in my, it's in my, I'm, I agree with you. It's in my top two for now only because I haven't seen that. And I've heard, yeah. but see, the problem with that is I've heard that's good. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So what I'm going to go in and be like, what does that mean? This right. is shit. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I don't see how that couldn't be good. No. I mean, With Tom DiCaprio Hardy. and Tom Hardy, there's got to be something to like about that for sure. sure. Technically, it came out in 2015 as well. Yeah. So uh, I think we need to see that. Sure. So before we can say definitively yeah. what our favorite movie of 2015. What is the other one if it's in your top two? Mad Max. Yes. Absolutely. Bad movie, Dude. and that son of a bitch is coming out in black and white. I'm seeing it. We're yeah. seeing about it. another palate cleanser. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. man, for me, that broke up the monotony of superhero movies. And well, and we had been watching shit. Like, we, we, that's in the middle of like Ex Machina, right? And um, another what, great palate cleanser. And then, uh, what's that other one? Automata. What? What did we see? The one with. The, the robot movie. Automata. Yeah. God, right. that sucked. It did. It was so bad. It did. And then also like uh, with Terminator Genesis was in there too. Yeah. Which, and it's not terrible. It's but. not bad. It's not great. But, but it's not something like refreshing. Mad Max is the only movie from the summer when we saw all those movies where it just stands out as, God, that was good. Yeah. That was Head so and good. shoulders yeah. above any other summer movie. Oh, right. For Absolutely. sure. For sure. So. Do you think that's. Do you think that's the amount of practical effects they use? I think to me, practical effects, I'm I'm hoping, I'm wishing they're making a sweet comeback. I think they are. They're I think doing people so much for me. Well, I, you're in good company because that's exactly how I feel. I, I hope absolutely. that they're making a comeback. We saw a lot of practical effects in The Force Awakens. Yeah. Uh they dialed it back from what they did in the prequels from a digital perspective. They shot it in film mm-hmm. as opposed to digitally. I think that makes a difference as well. Well, I think I think it depends on the director. Yes. I think you're seeing now there's certain directors who want to use all these crazy-ass special effects. And no offense to the Michael Bays and yeah. people like that of the world. Are because, you saying you like Michael Bay? No, <laughs> absolutely not. I'm, I'm Transformers 5, I'm not going to watch it. What is, that, a, what is that new one with Jim from The Office? Oh, my God. <laughs> 13 hours. 13 hours. Yeah. I may see that. Maybe. That may be a Michael Bay film I watch, but... They they definitely have an audience. Oh yeah, but I feel oh, sure. I feel like that's not my kind of movie that I like to watch. I'll watch that's something that I'll watch when I'm like playing text twist on my phone. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yes, you know yeah. what I'm saying. But if I want to well, watch it's on it, Netflix, yeah. If there's yeah. a film that I want to watch, it needs to have the practical effects and be shot the way that films are supposed to be shot. And it can be very artsy, and it can be an art form. And I feel like maybe we've lost a lot of that with the digital revolution. And I hope that there's directors that are coming back to that because all of my favorite films of this year have the practical effects and are shot by what do we consider yeah. master, not master filmmakers, but artists. Auteurs. Like, yeah. They're, they, they use filmmaking as their art form. Instead yeah. of you yep. trying to be entertained and them trying to sell you something, feed you something, this is their art piece. You like it, you don't like it, they don't give a shit. Yep. They're going to make what they want. And that's why I think we need people like Tarantino, love him, hate him, like Hateful Eight or not, I think that he, what he's doing is too important because he doesn't, like you said, he doesn't give a shit about what people think 
He's going to make his movie. He's going to tell his story. And he's not pumping something out just to sell merchandise. No, he doesn't care I don't, if it sells or not. I don't want to take anything away from Star Wars, but that's a vehicle for selling toys. Oh, yeah, sure. I love the stories. I think they're great. But Disney wants to sell toys. They want to make money. Disney wants to make money. And I think you have to want to make money if you're going to back someone like Tarantino. But we need those guys that are allowed to make what they want to make and don't have any interference from someone that's trying to dumb something down so that they can go to a wide audience and make a, a, a ton of money and have a lot of play. Yeah. Uh, I think it's too important. So that's why I love the fact that it opens with this long shot and this ominous music, which is basically telling you, hey, sit back. Set the pace. Relax. Yeah. You're about to see some shit. And get go your, down, get your mind right. Get your mind right. Get, get into this space you're about to enter this world where you're going to especially with the fact that we're shooting in 70 millimeter you're about Mm -hmm. to enter this world where you're you're it's almost an immersive experience it's like you're in that cabin with them Mm -hmm. and there's so much to take in and there's so much happening and it's not just some random popcorn film that is just designed to uh, assuage your sweet tooth. Yeah. It's there to make you, to stretch you about the way that you think, the way that mm-hmm. you think about racism, mm-hmm. whether it's the racism from the Civil War or racism today. Mm-hmm. Misogyny too. Yes. Oh, yeah. Whether it actually uh, engaged in that or not, it you you watch that and you have to come away with that thinking about things Maybe not differently, but thinking. Sure. A lot of movies you walk out of and it's like, okay, cool. What's next? Mm -hmm. No, I'm still processing this movie. And it's been days. Yeah. I haven't been able to watch TV. I haven't watched any TV at all, which is weird for me because I'm still thinking about this movie. Yeah. Which is, which is, I think is a sign of a good film. You have a lot to process and a lot to think about. And I don't want anything else to kind of take the place of it. Once I'm done processing this, mm-hmm. I can go back to watching other yeah. things. The, but I don't need to. The trailers at the beginning could not even tell you what they were. Nope. No. no. <laughs> On, um, as, soon as, as soon as that opening scene started, damn, I was, I was right. inside of it. Yeah, it's it's I don't remember. It's one of the most immersive know, films. I'm fine with that. I've, and that's one thing I love about Tarantino and films like this. Because you spend so much time in one location, you feel like you're there. Yeah. yeah. And you feel like you're, you feel like one of the members of the stagecoach. Like you rode on the stagecoach with those fuckers. And then you went and you sat in the cabin with right. them too while all the shit was going down. And you were looking around with Warren trying to figure out what the hell's going on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, do and we trust her? Yeah. Do we trust that? Like, and yeah, you know. you'd be like, hey, wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. Don't trust her. Let's talk <laughs> yeah. about this. Let's yeah. talk about this. It was so good. I yeah. loved it. Loved it. I could not give it a higher recommendation. Hmm. Agree completely. I, I agree as well. I was so happy walking out of it. I was, I love exiting a movie and being excited to think about it. Yeah. I was pissed that I didn't ride with y'all because I love leaving a movie <laughs> yeah. and just being like, well, what about this? What yeah. about this? What about this? And yeah. I was just, Alone with my thoughts on the drive home, like, uh, I have to tell someone. <laughs> Who do I talk about? <laughs> the other 
the other scene that I liked was when Ruth discovered that the letter wasn't real. He was oh, hurt, yeah. dude. It was heartbreaking oh, yeah. because it destroyed his world. It destroyed his world. That was that was a very powerful scene. It was. It just tore him up. Because he had some kind of respect for Warren built on the fact that the president of right. the United States was his friend. Is is your friend. Yeah. Is yeah. your personal friend. Now you contrast that with Mannix at the end. Reading the letter. Yeah. It was still t- it was touching. It was well oh, written. Yeah. All and Mary t- Todd's calling. All Mary Todd's calling. He's like, that was a nice was a touch. touch. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. But then he crumbles it up he and he throws it, it on the yeah. ground. And so I think that those two scenes really sum up some of the major themes of the movie. Truly. And the world rarely works the way that we want it to work or we think it works. And it's it's good to have ideals, but ideals will get you killed. Yeah, they will. Yeah. Plain and simple. Oh, yeah. Now, I'm not saying we need to go out and not live by a code, but there's th- two codes. I think right? John Ruth is okay with the, the fact that he died by his code. Oh, I think so, too. Oh, yeah. It's not really that different than Ned Stark. Sure. Right? Yeah. So <laughs> you think I care about my oh, life yeah. that much? No. No. I'm not going to grovel. I'm not going to beg for it. But there's two codes. There's the code, you know, there's a sense of justice and the code of, you know, the hangman bringing people into justice. But there was a code on the mountain. There there was no code. That was the code. There was no code. And I think that's something that we need to take away from that is that you can live by a code, but the rest of the world doesn't live by any code. You know, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. I'm okay with it because I feel like I feel like it's you're a better person and you're a better member of society if you live by a code. Oh, I agree. You well, have to know what you believe in. You have to know what you think about certain things and that has to be that has to define who you are. Because if not you're just kind of floating out there and you're not serving any purpose. Yeah. And I think John Ruth wasn't expecting anyone to live by his code. No. He didn't, you know. And I think Warren, they had an understanding that, sure, uh, Ruth has his code. He hangs people. That's not the way I would do it. I'd shoot you in the back right now. I'd shoot you in the back of the head. Get my money. It'd be over. From a perch 300 yards away, and then I'd just pick you up. But Ruth's reputation proceeds. Like, it just goes. Everybody knew who he was. Yeah. Everybody knew who the the hangman was, right? He, He hangs people. Yeah. That's That's the plain and simple. So, yeah. Yeah. Loved it. Absolutely. The more I talk about it, the more I want to see it again. Oh, yeah. So where I would you take my wife? Yeah. It's going to be good. Well, I'm I'm sorry that she didn't go with us. I didn't realize. That oh, she, she couldn't have hung that late. Oh, you don't think no. so? She's oh, a, oh, she turns in early. Huh? She I, been I love your wife. Old lady. Oh, she <laughs> old lady. And she is so much younger than all of us. Well, she is probably asleep an hour ago. What? <laughs> So it's ten o'clock. So so when the sweats go on, <laughs> uh, the shop is closed. That's <laughs> what you're over. saying. I come in the door excited. <laughs> oh <laughs> damn it! She's wearing <laughs> them sweats already. <laughs> Shit! Don't Shit. mind the fact that I'm out of breath. <laughs> <laughs> the stairs get longer every day. <laughs> Shit! It's a lonely, lonely walk. <laughs> you said hurry home. I thought it was an emergency. 
I didn't know you wanted me to rub your <laughs> rub your feet while you fell asleep. Mm. Yeah, no, it was great. Yeah, what's your favorite Tarantino movie? Pulp Fiction. Okay, oh, hands down. I didn't know that's uh, typical, but there's a, sometimes there's a reason that there's a typical answer. That's my favorite. Okay, by you, probably Inglorious Bastards. Okay, what about you? I mean, you haven't seen well. I love Christoph. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love Christoph Waltz. He's uh, a- I think that's the. I think after that, he got a little worn out. I think that's his best performance. Well, I hated him, Inspector. Oh my god! <laughs> I but that, I wasn't yeah. a big Spectre. No, no, no I didn't really that's like fair. Him. What about you? What's your favorite? I think the nostalgia factor plays maybe a bigger role than it should, mm-hmm. but Reservoir Dogs is That's my such favorite. A it's just it, like a virgin is about dicks. It's just about big dicks. <laughs> dick, right. dick, 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 dick. So many dicks. She she feels like a virgin because it's a huge dick. It's like, it's like bubble. It's like bubble yum down there. It's like Why throwing, do I gotta be Mr. Pink? Throwing a hot dog down a <laughs> hallway. What do you mean you don't say it? Um. You know, the, Are there, that that came out. I was working in a video store. Yeah, Tarantino was a video store clerk. There's a lot of parallels there. I always yeah. f- fancied myself to get into film one day, and right. that hasn't happened yet. But I started a podcast. So yeah, right. there you go. Close enough. I mean, there's. No, I don't know that I dislike any of his films. I don't either. I don't either. So. Did you know that the actor that played Obi mm-hmm. is James Parks? I did. You did? Yeah. Who is the son of Michael Parks. Really? That Michael, I didn't know. Michael Parks being the the old man from Tusk. Yep. But more oh importantly, more importantly, he's Earl McGraw. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, more importantly, he follows me on Twitter. So that wow. is true. Wow. So the sure. old man from Tusk? Yeah. Have you oh, seen Tusk? Shit. Oh yeah! Oh god! I'm not so sure that's him. It's a different. It's a different uh, podcast. But you should remember him as Earl McGraw. That should be yeah, yeah. How many how many movies was he in? Because James Parks played Edgar McGraw, which was uh, Earl McGraw's son, which actually happens to be Michael Parks, played by Michael Parks' real son, James Parks, who played OB Jeez. in The Hateful Eight. What a tingled way. Earl McGraw, they're both in a bunch of the movies. Like well, they were both in Kill Bill 1 and 2. And From Dust Till Dawn. Only one of them was in From Dust Till Dawn, that was Earl. Earl, okay. Edgar was introduced in From Dust Till Dawn 2. Oh, that's right, that's right. They were both in Kill Bill, Yeah, which I know that Hateful Eight is Tarantino's eighth film. If you count Kill Bill as being one big film. Right. Right? That's how you get to eight. Yeah. <laughs> Counting. Counting. Yeah. yeah. Numbers. Numbers. They may, I, I'm not sure if they were both, were they both in Death Proof and Planet Terror? I know one of them was in Planet Terror, the other no. was not. No, they were But they were both in Death Proof, if I'm not mistaken. I think Maybe. But what I find interesting about that is that they play a father and son characters, Earl and Edgar McGraw. Both of them were killed in the first movie they were introduced. Right. <laughs> so Earl McGraw dies in From Dust Till Dawn. Yes, he does. And then Edgar McGraw, Edgar McGraw dies in From Dust Till Dawn too. 
And then any subsequent role they were in, they were in uh, mainly together. It was mm-hmm. interesting that they were killed in the first movies that they played oh, the character. Yeah. Their character was killed in the first movie they played the character as. I thought that was interesting. It is interesting. Uh, but I love the character of Earl McGraw. If I had to pick a favorite character out of all the Tarantino movies, I would pick Earl McGraw. Really? Oh, absolutely. That's good. That monologue from, from Dust Till Dawn oh, I know. is killer. That's one of the best things ever. That's a great Another movie. example of Tarantino pulling uh, an actor from obscurity sure. back into the forefront. But, of course, he didn't direct that movie. So maybe it's time for some trivia. Let's oh, see God. how much see how much trivia you guys know. How many uh, I kids- haven't seen Dust Till Dawn. Oh, you have? <gasps> no, you have, oh, you have not. Oh, God. Well, yeah, we're having one of those moments. <laughs> okay, all these films that they've listed, I've seen them. Okay, so I win. Okay, mm. because this is a I'm contest. good with that. I'm good with that result. Okay, cool. I was just going to have you guys uh, name Give the me movie that Tarantino would have written, oh either God. story or screenplay, but he didn't direct. And the and the one and the, the uh, whoever can get the most, I think, uh, can be declared our winner. Once he's written, now we've already did not direct. We've already kind of talked about one, have we? From yeah. dusk till dawn. <gasps> Yes. I, okay, I got one. Go. I knew of that. But who directed that? Mainly because I heard that on a podcast. I don't know who directed that. What? I don't know it, off the oh, top of my head. Damn it. It is on the tip of my tongue. But you haven't seen it. He, but I I listened to a podcast where they were talking he, about he, it. He, he directed. Uh, the Inth cast? That's the one you listened to? What he we directed about? Half sure. of the Grindhouse. He did direct uh, yeah, the Double feature. Damn it. What's his name? Really? We're doing a podcast about movies. Give us. And give you fuckers us. don't know. What do you who know? Robert Rodriguez is. Oh, Robert Rodriguez. Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> I was thinking. Tarantino uh, also played a character in that movie. Yeah. He did. Yeah. Wasn't it Desperado? He was in Desperado. Yes, Quentin Tarantino. Was. Yeah. But he didn't write that. No, he didn't. But he was in it. Now, uh, there's a and couple. And walked the biggest fucking Mexican <laughs> I've ever Big seen. Big shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so is there, you can't name any others that he wrote and he wrote the screenplay or the story, but he didn't direct it. I started this podcast warning you it would most likely be a disappointment. (laughs) (laughs) And now we're to the disappointing part. Okay. You're welcome. Then I'll just name this second one and do it. True romance. Oh, really? I'd like to learn true romance. I didn't know that. You didn't know that Quentin Tarantino wrote True Romance. No, I've seen True Romance a hundred times. I didn't okay. know he wrote okay. it. Okay, now think about it. Think about the dialogue in that movie. Think about the dialogue in that movie. I can you, see that. You see it now. Yeah, I could. Absolutely. Huh. <laughs> now, who directed that? Does anybody know? Well, I didn't know who wrote it. Tony Scott. Okay. Ridley's brother. As, yes. I like to, as I like to the call it. The one him. that committed suicide. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's not bring that up. Let's and then he, he didn't write the screenplay, but he did come up with a story for Natural Born Killers. Yeah, I knew that. That I did know. And that's Oliver Stone. I watched it now. <laughs> well, that trivia segment didn't go. It, it was okay, awkward. Do you know how much whiskey? It to go. Do you know how much whiskey I've had? Okay. I'm not enough, saying. apparently. Yeah. Well, should I tell my whiskey story? Do you want me to tell my whiskey story? Is what? there a story? There is a story. Is it story time? It is on the story time. Cast? I went Does to, your whiskey have a first name? No. Gather around. I gather around, children. Um, I went to my local liquor store. I, I tweeted this. I saw this tweet. I went, I went to my local liquor store to buy uh, some <laughs> champagne. 
for mm. uh, for New Year's Eve. <laughs> and the clerk goes, oh, why no whiskey today? And I was like, son <laughs> of a bitch. <laughs> this, this is a problem. But yeah. I have it right here under the counter. Saved it for you special, well, it, right? No, they did. They were like, <laughs> I, I have a bottle of your Jefferson. I'm like, oh, oh, shit. oh today's not the day. Wow. I'm just going to get these two bottles of champagne today. Thank <sighs> you. Wow. Uh, I'll come back next weekend. And I did come back and get that Jefferson, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you have to at yeah, this you know, point. And do you notice I didn't offer it to you? Do you know why? Because it's good shit. It's gone. <laughs> oh, wow. When did you get this? Uh, Saturday? Fucking A. You drank a fifth of whiskey by it's yourself? The <laughs> it you is go. the fifth. You're welcome. <laughs> Proud of you. Yourself? You're welcome. Really? Yeah. And you admit I'm not ashamed. to that freely? I'm not ashamed. I, you might have a problem. Well, I only drink alone. <laughs> I see, that's okay, the thing. That's, that's not true. You've seen me drink. I, I can agree with that because when I drink by myself, I prefer to be alone. <laughs> yeah, that's sure. right. So yeah. sad and in a dark room. Wow. A lot of crying and tears. A lot of whiskey. Weird agent pouring on. Were you pounding beers in the shower too? No, I drink whiskey in the shower. Really? Yeah. Really? It's, beers in the shower is cool. Whiskey in the shower is a new level. Wow. New level. Whiskey in the shower would just make me really hot. That's why you take a cold shower. Oh. Well, I can't do that. (laughs) It's the only way I know how, buddy. You can't get any smaller. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's what I'm worried about. I'm not not the general's son. Honey, I misplaced it. (laughs) The water is too cold. Go see The Hateful Eight if you're on the fence. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this is something you need to experience in a theater. Yeah. I'm glad we saw it. This is. I'm glad we didn't wait for DVD, Blu-ray, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Do not listen to what people tell you about movies. Yeah. In make, general, just make your own decisions. Yes. You're a grown just ass person. For your own damn self, yeah. whether you're going to like something or yeah. not. That's why I don't read reviews until Simple. after I see the movie. Agreed. And see if I agree or disagree. I've never cared about reviews. No. A lot of people will tell me Independence Day was a shitty movie. That's fine. That movie gives me the chill boner every time I watch it. That's right. So you're, When I hear that speech. Good morning. I'm ready to take on the world. That's right. Perhaps it's fate that today is the 4th of July. So we will not go quietly into the night. <laughs> we're going to live on. I got a little chills right now. So you're... It's either chills or a boner. Yeah. I can't decide. I call it a murder boner. So you're amped up for the sequel. Oh, shut up. (sighs) I'll see. Amped would say. I'll see it. But I'm not amped. Sure. But yeah, Hateful Eight for sure. Go see. I I got nothing to add to it. I I just really enjoyed it. Yeah. From start to finish, it brought me into a whole new world. A whole new world. (laughs) But yeah, I just stayed there for a while. We can't do, apparently we can't do a podcast now without breaking out into song. See, what I've noticed is it's just the people that we bring in. You and I noticed that too. You and I never sing. We don't do any of that singing shit. You know why? I could teach you guys. (laughs) We could do voice lessons, podcast voice lessons. (laughs) If you're going to do anything, do it to the nth degree. 